Most sexual assaults go unreported. At Sarnco, we believe, empower, and advocate for all survivors. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted and needs support, call 844-644-6435. 844-644-6435. At Sarnco, we're here for you. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now, and you can support this show, and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All right, I'm going to do my uh, NFL predictions later in the week. NFL playoffs this weekend this is the best weekend of uh, the whole sports year. Watching football, real I'm no, there, there are no uh, Philadelphia Eagles or Arizona Cardinals or New England Patriots involved. This the dregs have been eliminated. We got real playoff football. I'm looking forward to it. I'll give you my picks later in the week. I'm going to give you my Olympic prediction today. I'm going to oh. start off with my Olympic prediction. Are you ready for this, Carano? Some lose. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> the, my prediction for the Beijing Olympics, which begin in, let's see, 13, 14, 15 days, uh, begins with curling on February 2nd. I know yeah, you're nice. excited about that. But Big my prediction guy. for the Beijing Games is utter, abject, complete disaster. It is it is amazing to me. When you just, just think about what we're doing, what the world is doing in a couple of weeks, uh, or beginning probably now, uh, they are sending people from all over the you know, 190 something countries. I don't even know how many participate in the Winter Olympics, but they're getting on planes. They're masking up, of course, and they're flying to ground zero for COVID. They're flying to China. They're uh, where where uh, there's a little bit of spike in the Omicron, which is all it takes to shut down the country. Yes. We'll get to that. We'll get to the measures the Chinese Communist Party is taking to uh, limit the spread of Omicron before the world gathers in Beijing. They, they get there, you know, they get on buses, they go for like two, three hour uh, bus rides into the mountains, they come back, they all gather at the at the opening ceremonies, they all gather in the Olympic Village, and, and you are gonna see uh, Omicron spread through that like wildfire. Then I think, if, if I know the Chinese Communist Party, then they're gonna lock down Lock down the Olympic Village, lock down the city of Beijing, 
They're going to put people, as we've seen before, put them in camps, which will make American Democrats very happy because they believe that people with uh, the virus should be put in camps or uh, or locked in their own homes. They're, they do that. They do that in China a lot. There is um, there's going to be a full slate of games that we've already seen the commercials, the promos on NBC, and they're going to ask us to watch. And I think there's going to be real, I don't want to say, uh, you know, indifference, uh, but there's going to be real disgust. And yesterday it was illuminated for all the world to see uh, by Golden State Warriors owner. You got one job today, Carano. Yes. Uh, uh, Golden State Warriors owner. Name, please. Yes, uh, it is uh, Chamath Paliapatia. Paliapatia. Jam- Chamath Paliapatia. Wait, hold he, on a uh, sec. Here you go. He Chamath he, Paliapatia. That, that's, that's, well, Paliapatia uh, said the quiet part out loud. It was an amazing thing. We'll get to it. It was an amazing admission, and the way he said it, and the, the, the way he just shrugged it off, and I don't know, his co-hosts, there's a bunch of CEOs or whatever, these these globalist uh, oligarchs who do a podcast together and when the uh when he said what he thinks about the human rights atrocities in china his co-host at least one of his co-hosts was in disbelief and then it went global and then there was the backlash but i have to say he speaks i don't think he speaks for all americans i don't think he speaks for all you know free people around the world but he speaks for the globalist elites, he speaks for Adam Silver and LeBron James and Coca-Cola and Intel and Apple. He speaks for all those frauds who pretend, you know, when when uh, people are uh, rioting in the streets because it's George Floyd, they care about, you know, human rights. They care yes. about social justice. But when they're asked about real atrocities, they don't care because there's a lot of money to be made in China. We'll get to that. I'll give you the schedule, the Olympic schedule, because I know people are excited. I was just going over it, trying to arrange my schedule because it starts on February 2nd. It starts before the opening ceremonies, which is always weird. I don't that know why weird. you do that. Starts with curling, Carano. Starts with curling on Feb 2. And then Feb 3, you got freestyle skiing and ice hockey. And then Feb 4, they have the big opening ceremonies which will be nauseating because I've, I've been to the Olympics. I've That's covered right. them. Atlanta. I've yeah. watched them. The opening ceremonies are a celebration of the home country. You know, it's supposed to be a celebration of the games, and I guess it is, but it is more than anything a celebration of the home country. And I don't care how much of a, a global elitist asshole you are, or how much of a whatever a, a China sympathizer you are, but on February 4th, that would be 17 days away. And that's right, 13, 17 days away. There will be a celebration of the country that unleashed the pandemic on the world, that unleashed um, COVID two years ago on the world, completely destroying economies, lives, uh, your latest 5.565 million. 5,565,957 deaths. Yeah. That country is going to be celebrated by the world in 17 days. There are going to be Chinese flags, and there's going to be dancers, and there's going to be fireworks, and there's going to be light shows, and it's not going to snow or rain. 
because China controls the weather. Well, like they did a little bit. With their last Olympics, <laughs> they made sure there was no rain. They control the weather. And we're going to celebrate the country that unleashed the virus on the world. I've seen lots of bizarre moments in sports in my life, Carano. I don't think I've ever seen anything this insane that we are. And, and you know, it's, it's too late, really, to talk about a boycott. I mean, you could do your individual boycott, which I'm sure a lot of people will do, but it's going to happen. <laughs> the Olympics are taking place at ground zero for COVID in 17 days. Do you, but just, but they're, they're, they're going to lock that down though, right? Are there going to be people actually there watching the Olympics? Like it's, I, are they going to be social distance? a good question. I have, some of the, uh, I, have some, I have some questions. That would be one. That are, we, are there going to be fans? They're going to, I mean, it's China. Even without COVID, it's high security. You know, they're tracking everybody. They're telling people, athletes and coaches and media people to not bring their cell phones. How could anyone in in the world today at the Olympics not bring their cell phone? That's their camera. Uh, But because they feel like they're going to be getting tracked, there's going to be real big brother surveillance going on because it's China. And there will be. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if any athlete takes a stand. Any athlete wears a T-shirt like the one Enos Freedom wore on Tucker Carlson last night. (laughs) That's not happening. God bless. I am so... I, I'm 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 not really a, a big NBA fan right now for obvious reasons, but I love Enos Freedom. Enos Freedom went on Tucker with a T-shirt that said "Free the Uyghurs," and he just blasted uh, Chamath. Can I just call him Chamath? Yeah, sure. Chamath. Blasted Chamath. Wait, 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 wait. Polyapatia. It's nice to say. Polyapatia. Polyapatia. You're right. That's that nice? not that hard. Yeah. I couldn't spell it, but I could say Polyapatia. Right. right. He is getting roasted by everyone, including. By the way, his own team, the Golden State Warriors, put out a release saying he doesn't speak for us. Of course, we have not seen, I want to get to this, we have not heard or seen from uh, that that gutless puke, Steve Kerr, that, you know, big, he'll he'll come out today and he'll talk about, you know, gun control or something or climate change, but he won't dare uh, agree or disagree. He won't challenge his own owner when talking about real human rights violations in China we got, and, and this is always a tough thing to say, but we have perhaps the dumbest thing Joe Biden's said uh, in his one year in office. That's, uh, I don't know. I can't say that. I I, know. I, I, you know what? I'll just, I'll qualify it. We have one of the 723 dumbest things Biden yes. has said right. in the last year. We will play about, about ML, ML, about MLK Jr. Um, the... <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows who Darren Ravel is. He's a business reporter and a very prolific tweeter. I stopped following him because he's one of these people that tweets so much. You just get, he wears you out. But he had, he was accused of being racist and he made, he, he, he mounted a defense. And I have to say, this thing is a, this thing should win awards. This, 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 we have the tweet, we have the defense oh, yeah. uh, from uh, Darren Ravel and it is, the single dumbest thing you've ever read. We'll get to that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show presented by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more. And make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, the 
the commercials, which we're being bombarded with. If you watch, uh, if you watch football, if you watch, who doesn't watch the NFL? You get bombarded with these Olympic commercials where they show some ski skier coming down the mountain, some kid uh, figure skater doing the spins, and and you think, really, really, I'm supposed to watch that coming from China in two weeks? I think the time difference, the politics, and everything else, the ratings will suffer. Plus, it's on like 17 different channels. You know, this one's on Peacock and this one's on NBC. And you can't keep up. Not that, I mean, you probably don't want to anyway. But generally what happens with the Olympics is that is the suspense builds. They they introduce a, a character, Simone Biles. And then you wait for a week or 10 days for her to have her big moment. Either she comes through or she doesn't. Michael Phelps, that kind of thing. There'll be some darling figure skater or maybe, you know, skier. And you'll want to see her or him in prime time. But just seeing Chinese flags at this time, just seeing empty stands uh, is going to be uncomfortable. And it will remind you why we're here. You know, they're not going to be a lot of reminders, uh, uh, you know, live shots from the Wuhan lab. No, Even, maybe, you know, Mike Tarico will do a live shot. Where at the Wuhan lab where this virus that killed 5.5 million people so far, where it began. Um, you're not going to hear that. You won't be reminded of it. It will take someone like Shamath Polyapatia. Polyapatia. <laughs> he what must have a nickname, you know, Polly. Well, it will take someone like Shamath Polyapatia, minority owner of the Golden State Warriors, to remind everyone. And he did it certainly awkwardly, uncomfortably, remind everyone what's going on. I mean, right down the street, forget going to the Wuhan lab. Wouldn't that be something if it were a free country and you could get near these camps full of Uyghur Muslims who are being used as slave labor, making things for Nike and Apple? You think Nike and Apple are going to join a boycott? You think Nike and Apple are going to speak out? against these atrocities, they're profiting from them. They're benefiting from them. It's, it's insane what, what is happening in two, three weeks, Karana. And I guess we're better off just sitting back like, like idiot, like zombies and watching, Hey, look at the skier. He just fell down. But when you stop and think about it, you have our biggest corporations, many of whom wouldn't do business in Georgia, at least temporarily, because Georgia wants to look at your ID when you vote because Georgia wants to go back to voting laws they had before COVID, which are more lenient, less strict than Delaware or New York or probably Massachusetts. Because of that, a bunch of major American corporations said they're going to boycott Georgia, including, by the way, our president, Joe Biden, said he supported a boycott of Georgia Called it Jim Crow 2.0. Called it Jim Eagle. He's the president of that state too, right? Like he he presides over <laughs> Georgia as well. Yes, and, and he he's... will he will he would not support a corporate boycott of the Olympics. Right, I exactly. Mean, they did this uh, diplomatic boycott, which if you're confused, it means nothing. It just means you're diplomats. I mean, I find that that I I think that's better than I would have expected from him. I'm glad that he did that. I'm glad that diplomats are not going to go over it. It's at least a Part, it's at least a small statement. Uh, I guess, and and maybe you're right. The bar is so low. You it's think really low. You think uh, Biden, who is obviously beholden to China, has profited. His family has made millions 
in China and continues to make millions in China. And uh, you think, obviously, he is a, a, a tool of the Chinese Communist Party. They were the happiest people on earth when he won in in 2020. But and I guess diplomatic boycott uh, just for for looks, for optics means little. I mean, you're not going to see diplomats marching in the opening ceremony. So what? But it, the thing that would be that would have an impact that would be would be possible, tenable at some level, would be a corporate corporations saying we can't do this in good conscience we can't support this and the athletes you know it's their big chance they're probably on their way already they're not going to boycott it's not going to be 1980 all over again or 1970 whatever six um but um no 1980 when the afghan when the soviets invaded afghanistan jimmy carter uh, led the boycott it is hard to believe that and and you could say you separate sports from politics all you want, but there are going to be events, and right down the road is going to be concentration camps. I but I blame people like uh, like Polyapatia more than I blame Biden. Like he he's in a position where he can actually really do some a lot of good. I mean, he's a billionaire. He's part owner of a of an NBA franchise, and if he if he he's so like if he just stood up and said something he could do more help for the Uyghur cause than most uh, most other people in this country he's, like he's probably one of I the know. hundred most influential people on this issue in the United States right now he's kind of a, a global citizen he's from Sri Lanka his family is he's, uh, he's through, by Canada and, yeah and now he's in California and he's a big donor of the Democrat Party no surprise there but uh he chooses to not only ignore or uh, the the what's going on in China, but he literally said, and we'll get to it. He literally said he doesn't give a damn, yes. and he said it on on record. I mean, I, I, this could be the dumbest thing a smart person has ever said because it went global again, and everybody denounced him, led led by Enos Freedom. And you're not gonna. I mean, you won't have a lot of corporate guys, you know, CEOs saying, "Oh yeah, I agree with him," because he said it so cavalierly like well, i don't give a damn about that you can't say that i mean i guess i guess we should give him credit for honesty but let's listen to chamath nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. okay you you bring it up because you really what? care and i think what that's nice that you cares? care the rest of us don't care i'm just well, telling you, you a care? very hard wait, wait, i'm telling you, you personally don't care i'm telling you a very hard ugly truth okay of all the things that i care about yes it is below my line okay oh, of all the things that i care about it is below my line. Just what does that even mean? I've never heard that expression. Below, below the, my the, line. Yeah, it's like he's. Um, gonna, he, he, by he the way, oh, he, he starts babbling, and and this is my favorite part. He says he cares more about climate change, cares more about climate change than the fact that there are a million Muslims uh, being held as slaves, forced uh, uh, abortions, first forced sterilizations. I mean, if you've seen the one or two survivors of this. So, atrocity so, you know do those interviews with the shadows and the dark yes they'll tell you i mean it is they are slaves this they are what, slaves sorry and, this is, and, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say no. this is what he said i care about the fact that our economy could turn on a dime if china invades taiwan i care about climate change i care about americans crippling and you know the decrepit health care infrastructure but you're asking me do i care about a segment of a class of people in another country not until we take care of ourselves um, will I prioritize them over us? That's a stupid thing to say. You can you could say both things are important. Right. You could say all these things that you care about here uh, ho at home are important, and you could also say 
There are slaves in China. You can do both at the same time, and you don't have control over climate change, uh, polyapatine. Right. You can't I mean, do much about that. What you can do something about is stop your team from using slaves in China to profit off of. It is, uh, yeah, you think about that, and uh, if, you, if your message was just, I'm an America first guy, hell, you sound like Trump. Sure. I care about America first. Well, there's a couple problems with that. Climate change isn't a problem in America right now. There's nobody, you want to talk about nobody caring. If he said that, consider how nuts the world is right now. This guy said, I don't care about climate change. It's just below my line. He would be in trouble with certain people. He'd be in trouble with, you know, the media would be skewering him. But climate change obviously isn't a problem. It's a trumped up political issue. People, we're not going to all burn to death in eight years. And nobody, even if you're as dumb as AOC, nobody actually believes that. It's just used to advance a political agenda. So if you say you don't care about climate change, you speak for most people. If you say you don't care about slavery, about concentration camps, that is jarring. It's like, who cares what country it's in? It's like, let me go back, say it's 1937. And you said, I know they have concentration camps in Germany, but I don't care. I care about things here. I care about what's on my, uh, below. it's below my line. Now it's not on the level, obviously, of, of, of the Holocaust. No, but, but it's it still is. one and a half million people. They're forcing sterilization. They're trying to breed them out. They're offering government um, incentives for Uyghur women to marry non-Uyghur men so they can breed out, uh, uh, breed out their heritage. It's, it's sick. It's re-education camps. They are, they're torturing them. Um, and, it's, it, and, they're, and, and they're going door of, to door and stealing people. It's crazy. Their excuse or explanation is no, they're just deprogramming <laughs> extremists. <laughs> right. <laughs> Deep. I no. mean, again, that sounds like a dream for, uh, they you know, make these, them cut their beards. Oh, like they, this, it's a complete, so, so they're deprogramming extremists who are religious. I mean, and, and you're sitting in America saying, who cares? Who cares? It's one thing though. If you said, I don't care what they're doing in North Korea. It doesn't affect me. That's, that's bad. But you're saying it about it. You're saying it about China, our biggest global adversary and the host of the Olympics as people are struggling with this, this bizarre situation where they are they supposed to watch and support the Olympics while it's being hosted by these, by these monsters in communist China. I think a lot of people are struggling with that. And if that were just some crazy, I don't know, comedian, if that were Howard Stern or something saying, I don't care. It's one thing. This guy is supposed to be, you know, a leader, a, 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 a really smart man, a guy. I mean, again, a big donor to Democrats, a big supporter. He was going to run for governor. If they recalled uh, Gavin Newsom, he yeah. said he was going to run for governor. He's supposed to care about people, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> He's supposed to care about people, but <clears throat> this is just kicking things off, in my opinion, uh, Carano. <clears throat> so the Again. other thing too is like everybody who's been on air for a long period of time, all, like they mess up. Like if you're if you're and he does a he does either a weekly or biweekly podcast, so he's on all the all on the air all the time. You're you're gonna say something that you mess up, but this is as bad as I've heard. Like to just say you don't care, I don't care about. It's not a priority for me. I don't care about slavery. But to to not care to for that to be your screw up is so bad adding to the fact that he can directly do something about it. It's crazy. No, no it, kidding. It, you don't care. No kidding. Because your, your, your team benefits it from, from it. The NBA benefits from it. No kidding. You, know, you don't care. Thanks for telling us. 
I don't think we have a statement yet from um, from Steve Kerr or LeBron. <clears throat> Do we or Adam Silver? I haven't will, seen anything by that. I saw because um, they're gutless, they're cowards, they're frauds, they're phonies. They don't care about human rights or be, they care about being uh, politically, uh, being on the uh, the popular side uh, politically. Same with Stan Van Gundy and, and Popovich. None of these cowards will say a word about this. They don't care. They will never risk offending their paymasters in Beijing. It is remarkable. I assume somebody will ask Kerr about it. I mean, it's his, it's his owner. I mean, you'd think at some point someone would feel, uh, you know, an obligation to, to the truth here, to, the, to, to their job and say, Steve, what do you think of uh, what uh, Chamath said? And he'll weasel out because he's a weasel. They're all a bunch of weasels. But here's what else is going on. And this is remarkable. I, I looked this up. They've locked down in the last two weeks, I believe, locked down three major cities. And I don't know my Chinese cities. I mean, this this is a city called Anyang, A-N-Y-A-N-G. Have you ever heard of it? No. It has 5.5 million people. <laughs> yes. Uh, they locked down the city. It has two cases of Omicron, oh, two yeah. reported cases. They're going overboard. Do you know Xi'an? It's X-I apostrophe A-N. Xi'an has 13 million people. 13. It's bigger than New York City. They locked it down. Yuzhu, Y-U-Z-H-O-U, 1.1 million uh, people. They locked down it. Um, Ayang, I believe it was Ayang, is 60 miles away from Beijing. Yeah. They're locking down cities, I guess, for the Olympics. There, there's. I just read the story about a building, where is it? Beijing, an office tower, has been locked down and no one is allowed to leave. They're locking people <laughs> in buildings, which is what they did two years ago, if you recall. That's right. And in many cases, they were accused. I mean, think of it. The virus escapes. They allow people to fly out of Wuhan, not to other parts of China, but to other parts of the world knowing it would spread the virus. And then they show you video from China of the peep, the guys in the hazmat suits locking people in buildings, you know, without food or whatever uh, because of the virus. They, they show them like putting dead bodies in ambulances. It was all yeah. a, 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 a campaign because they wanted the rest of the world to lock down and destroy the Western economies. And it worked. We fell for it. We did it. And now the people that perpetrated that on the world are being honored with the Olympics. They're locking down entire cities where people can't leave, do anything, God, for the next few weeks so they can host the Olympics, which there'll be two, there'll be two questions. Has, has COVID spread throughout the Olympics and, or, or B, has it spread and the government of China is lying about it? You know, we're not going to know unless we hear from, you know, like American athletes who are sick in bed with COVID or, or quarantined with COVID, whatever we hear from the host country is going to be suspect. You know, it's yes. not going to be, they're not going to suddenly come clean. And uh, they must be afraid of the optics though, of a bunch of, of athletes going back home to their, their, uh, their native countries getting sick though. So I wonder if that's why they're being so proactive right now. <laughs> think of what we've heard from the CDC or whatever the uh, you know China controlled WHO. Yeah. Can you think of anything less advisable than <laughs> let's all fly to China, get the get the omicron, fly home and bring it home. Media families, 
they're going to, this whole thing's going to be so uncomfortable. First of all, it's controlled by China. Secondly, do you think they'll have any fans in the stands? They're going to be. I don't think so. I mean, are they going to have that scene at every Olympics? You have the Olympic Village and you have like the downtown area with all kinds of, you know, this, you know fireworks and so and And, you know, they, they we're different countries. They co-mingle and they trade little trinkets and all that. <laughs> that They can't do that. Well, actually, I think maybe what they'll do is they'll just uh, rapid test everybody who's going into the Olympic Village. And so if they if they, they can try to stop the spread that way, I guess, and just deny yep. anybody who, who uh, tests positive. And then there's going to be all these stories about uh, athletes' parents who weren't allowed yes. in the venue to watch their kid figure skate. Um, they they issued an order. I think it just happened yesterday in uh, China that you you have, uh, I guess you call them laws when, when they come down from uh, the central government that you must wear gloves and a mask to open mail. They still think they think their cases of Omicron came from Canada via the mail. That's dumb. This is China. I, I thought they were advanced, but they think you can get Omicron from opening mail. Uh, and whatever, who the hell knows? But uh, that that this all begins in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be weird. It's going to be creepy. It's going to be awkward. I was watching the football game last night, and as we all know, uh, coronavirus measures don't have to make sense. We've done this almost daily on the insanity of what what, what we're living through the mass formation psychosis of. Of, of, of kicking little kids out of the Ronald McDonald house and not letting them go on make-a-wish trips because they're not vaccinated four-year-olds. And you say, boy, this this is getting crazy. I'm watching the football game, and obviously the players aren't wearing masks. The coaches uh, on the sideline, the, uh, you know, the refs, they're not wearing masks. The media people aren't wearing masks. The cheerleaders are wearing masks. No. So, what? yes, the cheerleaders of the Rams, and, you know, let's be honest, if you're going to – if you if you're going to show the face of anyone, shouldn't it be the cheerleaders? Yeah, I mean, they're that. there. They're there for our viewing pleasure. And that's, <laughs> uh, that's kind of the whole point. So we're going to see uh, in China, you're going to see the athletes. I don't think will be masked, but the coaches will be, the refs will be, they'll have all these dumb things where you can't shake hands after you, after you have a, whatever, a fencing match. I don't even know if it's fencing in the winter or summer Olympics. I don't know. Uh, but there's going to be all these weird uh, restrictions and you got to do this and you got to do that. And you're going to sit there and go, are we going through this again? It's been two years. Don't we kind of know that that's not going to do a damn thing, making and not allowing people to shake hands after a, a match. It's just, it's going to get strange. It's going to be weird to watch. Um, I normally would just, you know, tune in, tune out, whatever. But I think a lot of people, I know Laura Ingridman is trying to get people to not watch her thing. is called Not One Minute, not spend one minute on NBC watching. And I'm not ready to do that yet because I think it's going to be newsy. It's going to be stuff we're going to talk about. But if I were just an average idiot, you know, busy with work and family and everything, I'm not sure I would devote a lot of time to this. No fencing uh, on the slate for the Winter Olympics, by the way. Oh, that's a Summer Olympic thing? Must be. All right, we'll look at... Uh, Curling, you know, they're going to be allowed to shake hands after a curling match. Uh, most of the things are outside. Most of the events, you know, they're yeah, which, right. They're, you know, skiing, bobsledding, luge, um, biathlon, luge, that, snowboard, yeah. ski jumping, skeleton. That's my favorite. I'm not even remember what the hell it is. But, uh, you go down uh, straight. Uh, I think it, it's a sled in your face first. 
Oh, that's right. Face first. That's good. That's just daredevils. That's just crazy, you know, daredevil stuff where these, uh, the craziest person wins. Yeah, there's uh, not but, much inside. It's just figure skating, ice hockey, I think. That's it. Uh, skating, yeah, figure skating, snowboard. ice hockey. Oh, um, uh, there's, there's a few. Curling, obviously, is inside. Curling, right, so three. But most of the stuff's outside, which hopefully means that you know, everyone doesn't have to. Hopefully, there'll be fans. That pay, parents can go watch their kids yeah. ski. But well, we I will won't see. be watching. I don't care about the – I used to like to watch the Winter Olympics hockey, but uh, I, don't, I don't care enough anymore. And I tell you what hooks me in downhill skiing because these people are nuts. And they, they are. And, and, and they, when they show that camera angle, when they leave the ground and they fly for yeah. like you know 100 yards in the air, that's, you know, that's watching people risking their lives for their sport. And uh, I, you got to appreciate that. But we'll see. We'll see if some great drama unfolds. We'll see if uh, COVID kind of takes over the whole uh, Olympic Games, which might happen, but we might not know about it because it's in China. And it'll just be bizarre. February 4th, we'll all sit down and celebrate the Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party, celebrate the people who unleashed the virus and changed our lives and changed the world. Can't wait. But uh, all right, we got to get to Biden because I know people are sitting there going, boy, Biden said the se- one of the 700 dumbest things he said all year. We got to hear that. We got to hear it. We will hear that. And we will get to Darren Ravel's tweet, which I'm just going to say single dumbest thing I've ever read. I've, I've, I've <laughs> tweeted some dumb things. You know that. I don't think I've ever seen anything this stupid, but we will get to that first. Let me tell you about our new sponsor, and we are very excited to have them on board, ExpressVPN. The problem with big tech companies these days is not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity, which can be kind of creepy. Think about everything you browse, search for, watch, or tweeted. They use this data to turn you into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are also using your information to profit off it. They cancel you, and they have the galls to the gall to make money off you at the same time. That's why we use ExpressVPN, and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Protect your privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support the show, strike back against big tech, and keep identity thieves at bay. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent, but you can protect yourself with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN masks your internet connection and location, which stops third parties from identifying you and harvesting your data. The best part is it's really easy to use on your computer, your phone, your tablet. Just go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Sign up today, install it in seconds. And once you do, you'll be protecting yourself online. It's just one click away. Just go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. All right, there's a brand new sports podcast called The Lawn Game with LZ and Leach and explores how events on the field collide with the moments in politics, business, and culture that happen off the field. Hosts, hosts LZ Grandison and Will Leach dig into vaccination, hesitation, online betting, and all the wonderful isms and phobias we've come to know, love, and hate. You can listen to new episodes of The Lawn Game with LZ and Leach every Wednesday on The Recount dot com or your preferred 
podcast platform. All right, there was, um, yesterday was MLK Jr. Day. The uh, Most of the uh, Democrats used it to push the uh, their efforts to pass voter fraud legislation to make it easier to cheat. They talked about how, how, how you know MLK would have been against the filibuster and cinema and uh, mansion or white supremacists. Do I have right. that right? That's right. Every almost every day you have this lunatic. Uh, Eli Mistal is that it or Mistal? Or Eli Mistal. Mistal. He's the guy with the big white uh, hair who who goes on MSNBC and just says the craziest stuff. He goes on with Joy Reid, and to keep up with Joy Reid is not easy. That's hard. To be as nuts as she is, as racist as she is, as wrong, as extremist, is not easy. So you have a couple guys. This guy, Jason Johnson, he's a nut who just tries to top whoever he's on with. And then you have uh, Eli, Ellie, whatever, Mistel, who just, I mean, he he's a clown. You look at him and you just say, he's just going to say something so absurd, like watching a skit on SNL or something and saying, okay, got it, whatever. What, what did he have to say about what did he have to say on MLK Day? This is when you have to step up your your nutty game, your 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 crazy extremist game on MLK Junior because you're going to have some competition. But what did uh, Ellie Eli uh, have to say yesterday? Yeah, look, the people like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, these are the white people that Martin Luther King Jr. warned us about. These are the white liberals who have no sense of urgency, commitment or integrity when it comes to the progress of justice in the country. And that's just that's just a fact. I don't know if they can live with themselves with that, but that is that is the reality of the situation. The other reality here, and, and, and Bernice uh, um, mentioned it in that clip, the chief architect of this assault on voting rights is not Mitch McConnell. It's not David Duke. It's not whatever boogeyman you think is hiding under the under the under the closet. Um, the chief architect is Chief Justice John Roberts. It is he who has been an enemy of voting rights and racial equality from his very first job at a law school, which was to oppose the 1982 amendments to the Voting Rights Act. It is John Roberts who authored Shelby County v. Holder in 2013, which eviscerated Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, which is basically why we're here right now. It is John Roberts who authored Rucho in 2020, which swung wide the doors towards gerrymandering, and it's John Roberts who provided the crucial fifth vote in last year's Brnovich decision, which eviscerated section two of the Voting Rights Act. Right. This is all right. uh, uh, two things. Yeah. Quick, quick things before we get to Biden. Two things. One is they still have not produced that one person, one person in a country of 330 million people who's been denied the right to vote, who could legally vote, but was denied the right. The whole thing is one massive canard. What states want to do is go back to voting the way they did pre-pandemic no more drop boxes no more mail-in balloting without signatures they want to go back oh way back two years ago and again plenty of early voting absentee voting all that everybody gets to vote voting couldn't be easier in fact it's too easy i think you should have election day not election month but that's what they want to do and they and, and democrats and media again what i don't understand is that is that so it, is is that know. so this might benefit this might benefit the, the the Democrats now. So what they want to do is they want to federalize, they want to centralize um, right. voting law so that the federal government can uh, supersede any, anything that the states are doing. And outlaw but, voter ID. And, well, first thing they do, outlaw it so they can cheat. But, but, the, pro- but the problem is to federal to to give the federal government more power. 
aren't they concerned that when a Republican is office is in office, they would do something different? Like this only benefits them when there's a Democrat in office and but, they have control. But, but what's the goal? The goal is to win election, make it easier to cheat and win every election. Thinking- so they think if they could do this now. They will win in November. They I mean, will win in 2024 because that's how. But do they not? You get, do they not you think get about 81 million people to vote for this empty husk of a man who's in the White House right now? But think of they, that. But do they not think about oh what happens two years from now, four years from now, eight from? Do they not think about that because eventually the, a Democrat is not going to be in office in the, the presidency forever? Yeah, but that's exactly what they're thinking about. The only way, obviously, their policies are failed. We've gone over it before. More than 80 percent of the public believes in voter ID. They don't. So if they're that outnumbered, they only have one way in their mind. It's rig the election, find a way, you know, make sure there are drop boxes, mail-in balloting, no voter ID, all the things that led to the 81 million people allegedly voting for Biden. So they're thinking about those elections and they're saying, this is the only way we can win them. That's what they're thinking. But uh, let's get to Biden because honestly, I guess the president has to say something on MLK Day, he has to be out there, but it must be hard. It must be hard knowing that he will say something really stupid because that's what he does. The only thing dumber than what he said is the way he looks when he says it. If you haven't seen it, he's wearing his mask on his ear again. <laughs> Somebody did it like a year ago. It's just hanging off his ear. Now, does he know that it doesn't work that way, do you think? Or does he think it, like, wards off the virus because it's hanging there? I mean, don't, don't us people look at that and be like, oh, this is going to look really bad on TV. We should just take it off the ear. Just don't take it off. I mean, hanging on the ear and talking about something as serious and on a day as solemn as this just seems dumb, even by his standards. But then he takes it to another level. And it must, again, being a Biden handler in the back room, or in, in front of the camera and watching, listening to what he said must just be a gut punch. This buffoon, well, we'll play, just compared in a way, compared in an awkward way, George Floyd with Martin Luther King Jr. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. Okay, you know what? I'll make the case. I'll defend him. Say he's right. Yeah. So what? Wouldn't you catch yourself before you said that? Wouldn't you say on this day, I'm not going to compare him to a, you know, a career criminal, a guy who uh, robbed a woman, a, gun, a pregnant woman at gunpoint, a guy who uh, enjoyed his fentanyl, a guy who was the last thing he did before he was, was murdered was try to pass bad ch- uh, of counterfeit money. You compare that guy? To Martin Luther King Jr. And I, just, I don't I will, understand the upside. I will say this. He, he's right in a way, but he acts like it's a good thing. The, the fallout from George Floyd's death was $2 billion in damages. Uh, inner city neighborhoods, minority neighborhoods destroyed, burned, looted. Um, uh, 25 people murdered, 2,000 cops injured. A country essentially divided and, and, and paralyzed by... BLM and Antifa and lots of people, politicians, corporate leaders, so frightened by the mob that they supported this civil unrest, this uprising. That was the fallout. That's not a good thing, dummy. That's a bad thing. Now, we didn't do that. The country didn't do that after MLK was shot. And you're supposed to 
look at that if you're Joe Biden is a good thing. Well, who and who writes that speech? Who of its that's, handlers? Who of his handlers would think that this is a good thing to say to make this comparison on MLK Day? I don't see the upside. Yeah, you know that, that's a great question. Like who? Somebody uh, I forget who it was who said they blamed the handlers when Biden made a speech a few months ago, and in the speech was a reference to the Galapagos Islands. Mm. And the question is, what kind of speechwriter for Joe <laughs> Biden What's would that include word in that it? word <laughs> in a speech for this bumbling fool? And you include, you know, it couldn't have been written. There's no way anyone would have ever written that. No way. Yeah. You're, right, you're going to write just including uh, Martin Luther King in the same sentence with George Floyd? Here's a Babylon Bee, which is the greatest Twitter feed, the greatest website there is. It's just consistently hilarious. They tweet out this morning picture of Biden again with the ear, the ear mask. Uh, it says Biden says corn pop's death was more impactful than MLK's. <laughs> I didn't know corn pop died. Did you? Corn I don't pop's even, dead? No, I didn't know that. I mean, I know he's a bad guy and I know um, he had a chain <clears throat> and I know Joe Biden, young Joe Biden kicked his ass. Sure yep. he did. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know corn pop had passed, but let's be honest, his, his, his death was pretty impactful. But this was uncomfortable to watch, and it's as we say every day, it's going to get worse. It's going to get more uncomfortable. He's got a speech tomorrow. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. What's going to be more disastrous? Biden's State of the Union, which is coming up soon, I think, next month or two, or the Beijing Olympics, which is going to be a bigger international debacle. Oh, the the Beijing Olympics, just because no be worse than Biden's State of the well, Union. Well, yeah, because everybody's going to get uh, COVID. It's going to bring gonna it over to the Everyone's going to die. Not everybody's going to die, but everybody's <laughs> going to get it. It's going to be bad optics for them. No one's going to watch this thing anyway. I think, I, and people people won't remember the State of the Union, as, uh, particularly if he doesn't actually give it. Particularly if he just passes in, uh, passes yeah, it in or like just homework. follows a script, and it's going to be boring, and there won't be any you know one tearing up the script after like there was but, with Trump. But Trump's how long were, are these normal things? State of, aren't they like Trumps were events? Yeah, uh, but. Tomorrow night or tomorrow, he's got a press conference. His first one in like 80 days, and he'll have, I mean, right now, I assume Jen Psaki and her team are arranging it with their allies in the media and say, he's going to call on you, Yamichi, and then he'll call on you, uh, uh, Caitlin Collins, and he'll call on all his friends. They'll throw him snowball, uh, softballs. They'll ask about, you know, climate change or, you know, COVID and whatever, tests and cases and all these things that don't matter and he'll get through it because they'll prep him uh but there'll be one or two slip-ups which we'll discuss the next morning and have some laps because yeah, he is just such a buffoon these state of the unions are like an hour plus what are they gonna juice him to he can't can he stand in one place for an hour can he stand up and talk I mean, for an hour he, i think what they do if i'm if i'm on his team yeah the campaign begins after tomorrow's press conference because you got to get through that to lower expectations. You yes. want the you want to lower the bar as much as possible so that your uh your allies in the media, these uh, democrat operatives with press passes that they if he if his teeth don't fall out, if he doesn't piss himself, if he doesn't, you know, fall down and break a hip, you say, "Man, he knocked it out of the park." That's the way it works. It will be bad. You and I and normal people will agree it'll be bad, but the media will all get together and say, Boy, he just he, he's exceeded expectations. That's how it works. But I, I do this. I watch the same way I do every time. I say, he's got three years. He's, he's barely making it through the day now. What is he going to be like in a year or two? It's kind of scary. But uh, we'll see. We'll be watching that tomorrow. What t can you check the time on that tomorrow, Wednesday? 
his first press conference in a long, long time. All right, we want to get to let me let let's do Shea, and then we'll get to uh, Darren Ravel, who made history with perhaps the most incredible tweet, the most incredible uh, defense of the charge of racism you will ever see uh, in this day and age. But first, let me talk about Shea. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right. Uh, you know what? Well, we'll have to do this another day. Um, Leah Thomas compared, oh. herself, compared herself to Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Leah Thomas is not only a bully. That's the woman, female, uh, biological man, transgender female who's kicking ass at the University of Pennsylvania in the pool, beating up all the girls in swimming. And she thinks she's Jackie Robinson and her teammates hate her. The, the, the media won't admit that, but they hate her. But we'll get to that. I want to get to Darren Ravel. I've been teasing it. Darren Ravel, if you don't know, is kind of an obnoxious business, sports business reporter. Uh, he's a uh, prolific tweeter with lots of followers. What's he got? Two million followers? Something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll check. He used to be, or he is at ESPN. He's bounced around a little bit. He's a little bit of a a rogue and uh, two million, yes, two million followers. Two million followers. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, his his bio is business of sports betting, memorabilia, NFTs, sports business reporter, and senior executive for the Action Network. And I don't know if, he, if that's something he started or something he owns, but he used to be at ESPN. He's still got the two million followers. And he's a total Corona bro, as, uh, as Clay Travis would say. Everything he wanted to shut down sports and mask up your pets and everything else. By the way, again, I don't have an eight-year-old, but if I did, and I was forced to put a mask on the eight-year-old for eight ten hours a day, and the eight-year-old was forced to eat outside, would I be able to sit and watch the Olympics from Beijing and see them celebrate? No it way. just seems like there's going to be some real tension for people who are under the iron fist of these COVID, uh, these, these COVID tyrants in, in Boston, New York, and everywhere else. And they're supposed to sit back and watch the celebration of the Chinese Communist Party. That's going to be tough to swallow. But 
Back to Darren. Let me get up his uh, get get his tweet up here because it is just uh, art. It is art. He was accused. I don't even know why, but you know, typical you know, accused of being racist for saying something uh, on Martin Luther King Day. Yep. And you know, the way the way I've done is when someone says you're racist, you just call him a pedophile. That's how you take it to another level. I, I did that. I got. Got one of my uh, co-hosts on the radio station to storm out of the studio oh, by doing right. that. Oh, that's right, Tangers, yes. Yeah, Tanger. He starts saying, oh, that, that's racist. I said, when did you stop molesting bo- young boys? I mean, you they're going to lie about you with something, with a with an accusation that serious. You throw it back at them. You don't sit there and say, you know, I, I, I'm not racist. I, uh, I, I, I read... Uh, I read uh, Maya Angelou or something. I mean, you don't sit there and try to rationally play their game. I've been saying it for years, and hopefully, people are starting. There's, there's people are waking up to this kind of crap because you can't let them intimidate you. You can't let them corner you. So this idiot Ravel Ravel didn't understand. So someone calls him racist in his response, and I'm looking right at it. It is remarkable. This is a tweet with a man with two million followers. He said, "Calling me." A racist is cute. On this day, especially, I have one of the largest Martin Luther King Jr. collections in the world, and some of my closest friends are black, capital B. (laughs) What kind of adult, grown-up, types those words? Some of my closest friends, Remark? That's crazy. That's that's satire. That's a joke. That's Babylon B stuff. Yes. This guy is a, I guess, respected journalist and he's made a lot of money and he's got two million followers and he actually typed the words some of my closest friends are black he didn't leave this up he, he deleted this of course because he started getting just beaten up destroyed uh you know that everyone was just marveling like at all the- parts of this tweet so so that one the end some of my closest friends but also the uh, what what kills me too is the on this day especially part of it like he's some freedom fighter like he's some relative of MLK. So you wonder, other than the fact that he's got a black friend, you know, the, the guy that lives down the hall, that you know, that 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 black guy that he's really, really good friends with. Other than that, he has one of the largest Martin Luther King collections in the world. Now, I never even heard of this. You know, uh, he's a big memorabilia guy, so he probably knows what he's doing. I, I, did you even know that MLK collections were a thing? I didn't. <laughs> I guess now it makes sense. I mean, famous people have, you know, people collect things from famous people. I guess that makes sense. But no, I never would have. Are there any MLK MLK NFTs? Because he might have those too. There, there might be, but I haven't looked. I don't know. So, so he goes. Who did he go on to, to explain this to? Because I, I this was I, a. a this, this is a clay. Uh, so Twitter Spaces. Have you ever seen that? It's a way you can connect yeah. Twitter Spaces on Twitter. You can a bunch of people can talk at the same time. Whatever. It's like a almost like a live podcast ish. Uh, so we went on Kane's talk, um, Twitter Spaces, which is what is that? Hurricanes talk. I'm 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 guessing. Yes, uh, that'd be my, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So to to, to talk about it, uh, and th- this is great too. And he, he doubles down he on the credential he presents for being not racist and. I, mean, I thought he was going to say, I read Abraham Kendi. You know, I read how to be anti, but instead he said, I have autographed pictures of MLK. Explain it to, to the fan base so we everybody can get on the same page. Sure. I, ha- I have uh, over nine MLK signed items. I am a humongous fan of what he's done. 
Uh, and over the last seven years, I've collected a lot of things. Uh, it's not only MLK. It's a lot of black history. I own a Rosa Parks uh, signed NAACP card. So it was pretty shocking today how I was called racist um, when when I, I am a student and lover of black history. And it was it was I never expected the reaction that I that I got today. So it goes, my, it this goes, is my cringe face, Carano. I, this is, I don't even like red. this guy. I don't know him. I don't. I'm sure I've talked to him before, but I don't know him. I don't care about him. I feel bad for him. That is one of the most uncomfortable cuts I've ever heard. This is something a really dumb, tone deaf person would say. This guy's actually just bragged. But how many autographs? He's got a first edition Rosa Parks <laughs> his collection. I honestly, uh, I, I don't know. You, 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 you're more into you're more in tune stuff, with yes. the collection collectible world than I am. I don't know. You know, I used to have baseball cards, and then I turned ten. I don't have like collections of things or autographs. I have I my covers, the the cover stories that I did for Sports Illustrator. My wife had them framed, and they're on the wall. Well, that's here, nice, but, but you like did them. Collectibles. Yeah, you did them. They're yours. Yeah, I did part of your them. History, I'm, right. I'm just, yeah. But so this guy is saying you can't call me racist because I have a like a tops rookie card of yes. Rosa Parks. Yes, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> and then he gets to so uh, the rest of this is not as uh, is not as cringy, but he does get defensive towards the end. I think it's worth listening. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so, I'm sorry I'm sorry if people think that a white man can't enjoy black history. Right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I I I really am. It, I'm sorry if people think that a white man uh can't uh, uh love Martin Luther King. But to me that seems pretty counterintuitive. You got me? Yeah, they, they got you. Hey, Footballville, you have a question? <laughs> That that is uh, amazing that this guy wants you to think that he's really into black history. That's lamer than any defense I've ever heard. That he could be the best example of someone who's been beaten and cowered, uh, uh, bullied into this bizarre, silly defense. Like you can't call me racist. I enjoy black history. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. I watch BET. I, I enjoy black history. Well, and the thing is, who's who is accusing him of not being able to have MLK memorabilia, no memorabilia, or enjoy black history? No one was accusing him of that. So I don't know why he got why he took that route uh, when he got so defensive. It's very crazy. His his tact, no tact. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, I'm going to try to find the original. I was trying to find it too. I, I don't know if the original response or the original tweet that he was responding to was deleted as well. Cause I, I looked around other journalists oh. were, were trying to pull it too and couldn't find it, but you're an investigative check, journalist. Check this out. The guy he's responding to has one follower, Bob from East Cobb, East Cobb, Georgia. Do you have the tweet? I don't have the tweet. In fact, uh, yeah, let me see if I can get the tweets and reply. Uh, I'll try to get it, but the guy he's writing back to is he's the guy is uh, responding to Darren Ravel. Yeah, one follower. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, and it's funny. People are talking about Dave Chappelle doing "I Have a Trans Friend" thing. <laughs> yes. You know, he, oh yeah, some of my best friends are twin. twin. 
Uh, let me see what else. Uh, that oh, guy with one Bob back. That guy Bob with one Twitter follower did so much damage with his one little tweet. Like he made he made Ravel dance. He's the best troll on the planet right now. He he, he not only does he uh, respond to the guy, but then he blocks him. He blocks the guy with one follower who called him a racist for whatever. For uh, I don't even know. Ravel tweets so many friggin' times you can't even keep track. It just goes on and on. Uh, like every ten minutes, the guy's tweeting. But uh, one follow the guy. Guy has two million followers, and he produces this, writes this ridiculous tweet in response to a guy with one follower who's just tweaking him. And uh, I guess we're done calling Darren Ravel racist because I didn't know he had, uh, you know, he had uh, Martin Luther King's rookie card. That's news to me. But God, is that uncomfortable and embarrassing? Oh. I'm gonna have to start following him again because. I got, I'd like to see people unravel completely. That's always fun, you know? I mean, if he goes back on Twitter today, you might see some, some repercussions as he tries, keeps trying to make it better. I mean, that, Twitter, that overreaction <laughs> on the Twitter spaces is, is, is classic. No, see, walk away actually, when you tweet something like this. He's a history of buff, a, a black history buff, who's you know, really into black history, and he doesn't know saying some of my best friends are black is he didn't get that inappropriate. No. It's 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 laughable. He doesn't know that. Yeah, it's mockable. That that guy. That's a guy in a bubble, man. That is a guy in a bubble. But anyway, we will uh, uh we'll follow that. I'll I'll follow him and see how silly he gets. And we're definitely going to be uh, uh looking ahead to the Winter Olympics, which will be an absolute disaster. I hope. I hope. And we'll see if any corporate person. It's not going to be Chamath or the NBA, and probably not going to be. Visa and Coke and Apple and Intel, there's still a bunch of corporate sponsors on board. Will any of them pull out? Will any of them say this is crazy? No. Because that will be telling. God knows there'll be people like Enos Freedom who speak out, but I'm not sure there'll be any uh, masters of the universe like Chamath who will have anything to say. But uh, And we'll also be uh, watching Joe Biden's first press conference in a long, long time. I, I went to the White House, uh, White House and, and it's not... The, it's not. I don't see a time scheduled yet. I know he is scheduled to do it tomorrow, but I don't see a time yet. Is it going to be in the fake White House, that one across the street with the fake snow and the fake windows? Um, that's where it belongs. I'm not that's sure. They've, they've, they've listed upcoming events, but he's not on it yet, so I don't know. Really? Maybe it's canceled. You never know. You never know. But we'll see what happens with that. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, listening, and commenting. Thank you to you, Matt Carano. Good job. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.